0: just want to thank everyone for for hopping on tonight it's uh great to catch up with all of you and and see all of you obviously it's still being virtual but we'll take it um i hope everyone's been well and, and just want to thank you guys for your continued support as we continue on throughout the year um but uh most importantly here let's uh let's get into it and let's let's talk some shop here with with coach conniff and obviously turks who's who's down in bridgeport right now with the with The Sound Tigers and they're getting underway with their camp uh with their first game a week from tomorrow. So pretty exciting to see uh not only Turks but a few other guys from last year's team who will will be uh taking the ice with Bridgeport. But Connie, let's start it off with uh you here. Just kind of tell us what you've been up to the last couple of months. Uh and we know you've been keeping keeping busy on the ice for sure.
1: Yeah, just um yeah, I've been skating up in Worcester quite a bit. I um One thing I did is I ran a uh, prep school um, showcase for a lot of the kids. uh, When they were home for break, they uh, normally they would be playing split season, but because of COVID, a lot of the kids uh, playing prep school were locked onto their campuses. So they were able to skate and run practices with their coaches, but they weren't really able to get showcased or get in front of, um, you know, division one coaches or uh, scouts so I I ran that showcase up at the uh, Worcester Ice Center, Fidelity Worcester Ice Center, and um, yeah, you know, I thought it was a pretty good showing for something we kind of threw together, you know, uh, last minute. But I was pretty proud of it. A lot of good players, a lot of fun to do, and and it you know got me coaching a little bit. You know, I was refereeing too, but uh, was able to coach and hopefully uh, give a kid you know a little bit of advice here and there that can maybe make a difference mm-hmm. for him. Um, so I mean that that's what I love to do. So I've been on the ice, like I said, I was on the ice every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then a lot of times Sundays. I do the learn to skate in South Boston uh, for my uncle, who's down in Florida. Doesn't want to be around people with the COVID, so I, I got roped into do and learn to skate. So. Um, Every, every week doing learn to skate to pro guys it's uh you know so Tuesday Thursdays I've been skating with Brian Boyle and Jimmy Hayes and some of those guys in Foxborough with um EPS so some good players some future good players um and then also obviously looking forward to next year so trying to keep tabs on the league the East Coast League watching watching games on that not as many as I probably would like but uh Spending more time watching colleges, watching, you know, Ohio State, Notre Dame, um, the schools there that, you know, for potential players and talking to agents about, you know, getting lists together of guys that will, might be free agents um, next season.
0: And uh, we'll talk about a couple guys that are playing uh, in the ECHL that we would have seen this year with the Railers. and in just a little bit here and then obviously the guys down in Bridgeport but uh kind of moving away from uh off the ice it's kind of interesting to look at and and hear other coaches whether it be in hockey or other sports kind of have opportunities that they may not have had in a normal year given uh (laughs) things like being around during the holidays um and that sort of thing is there anything in particular that uh you've been able to do this year that you, you haven't been uh been able to do in quite some time because you've been coaching pro hockey for the last 18 plus years
1: well yeah I think my wife's probably fed up with me ready to divorce me I've been around uh you know I I don't know how many people know but the last four years I was in Des Moines Iowa my my kids were in high school they played hockey they were freshmen one one was a freshman one was a senior a few years ago and they were going to be playing hockey together so everyone stayed behind and um, my son was in high school. You know, wasn't too eager to move out to Iowa, Des Moines, at the time, so they stayed behind. So me just being home is a big, um, you know, eye opener for everyone. You know, like you said, for the holidays, I was home for Thanksgiving the past four years. I haven't been home for Thanksgiving, um, and even the year before that, I was in after after coaching in Worcester. I went to Albany for a year, so. Um, you know, just, just being home and and, and getting adjusted to uh, to me being in the house. It's my wife will look over every now and again watching movies. She's like, This is so weird. It's not I'm not used to having you in the house. I don't know
0: if that's a good thing or bad. Depends who you ask, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In the in the hour or the minute. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh Turks, let's switch it over to you here for a couple minutes. Um Obviously before we started things off, you touched on it. Obviously you're down in in Bridgeport and, and back on the ice and excited to get back and, and hop into some games. But what the last uh, 10 months since we saw you last, hard to believe, what's it looked like for you, obviously staying fresh on the ice, but maybe picking up some other hobbies and some other jobs along the way as well. It's uh,
2: It's been a long time. Cause you know, at first we, uh, we were supposed to leave um, just like a no more year in September. So I got all my summer uh, workout plan for uh, departure in September. Then we got a Zoom call saying, okay, you guys, we're gonna leave in uh, December. We're planning on st- on uh, starting a season December 4th. So that means you usually leave on maybe November 1st. So that pushed my off ice training a little, uh, a little more that's obviously that's a little hard mentally but i'm i'm a guy that loves fitness i love to uh, to work out and get ready for a season so what <laughs> <laughs> so well the summer workout got pushed back and then we get another zoom call saying not until february 4th uh yeah february 5th so that was a little hard to take i think for everybody you know you go from supposed to start the season in january we t- in uh, in september to finally start in in february so that was that was hard on the summer training especially because you don't want to get overtired by working out working out working out and felt like you're never going to play so um i had to do some work with that in uh, gauging my intensity and my uh workout cycle to be in the best shape for uh for training camp but other than that i'd say uh in 10 months, I had the chance to go back to school in Quebec. I, uh, doing a certification in, uh, uh, real estate. So the the way it works in Quebec, a certification is one third of a bachelor degree. So if I want to keep going after and get my, get a degree, I can do that, or I can just take my certification and, uh, work in the real estate, become a real estate agent, or, Anything else? So that was good. I mean, the, the the pandemic made me realize that there's there's a lot more to than hockey. Like maybe if I didn't have a contract this year, like who knows if I would be in Bridgeport this year or like maybe I don't want to say maybe I would uh, not find a team. But you, you never know what can happen. So obviously, like I said, the pandemic made me realize that maybe like I can I can get my other career ready without um compromising you know the hockey side of it like we get we get plenty of time so i got some time to work on my online class
0: without affecting the hockey part absolutely and well uh it's, it's great to see that, that you're in camp and you're healthy as well and with some guys that we saw in worcester last year obviously mike cornell ryan mckinnon jacob skarik uh Arno Durando, what's it been like to to reconnect with those guys and and how are things going down there? What's kind of like the, the setup like? Are there more restrictions because of the pandemic? Just kind of talk us through uh, how things are a little bit different this year. Well,
2: first we had a eight days quarantine once we uh, we got in the US and uh, we weren't allowed to go to a grocery store or even go out for a walk. It was strictly uh, prohibited. So we stayed in our room for a week. And then after that, we uh we got two, three days to go to the ring and just get back in shape. But like it wasn't training camp didn't start yet. You would just go to the ring and do your things. And uh, after that, uh, training camp started um, for the restrictions, I'd say they're pretty strict. Uh, we get tested every day, even on off days like today. That was our first off days in uh, nine days. I Had to get to the rink at nine uh, at 8 a.m. to get tested. So um, we get tested every day. You got to put your temperature on a uh, on a app on your cell phone, saying what's your temperature. Uh, if you have any cell uh, any symptoms, uh, you do that every day. And um, uh, we wear a mask everywhere in the locker room, uh, even in the gym. We ha- you have to wear your mask. The only place you don't wear your mask is on the ice. And uh, I'd say that's pretty much it, you know. Like there's obviously you wash your hands all the time and all that,
0: but I'd say the biggest thing is the mask. Like you, you we literally have to put it everywhere even when you're working out. So I'd imagine yeah. you guys are on, on pretty uh pretty tight ropes. It's pretty much just the hotel and the rink are the only that's places it. you can yeah, you, on.
2: You, Like they don't want us to go to a grocery store, so you gotta, you gotta rely on the uh, delivery service too. I mean, I understand though, like they, they want to make it work. And I think that's, that's the way to do it. You know, if you're going to do it, if you're going to, um, if you're going to make a season happen, well, you got to put the chances on your side and that means, you know, social restrictions just like they're doing.
0: For sure. And and we mentioned the guys down in Bridgeport, the handful of players that were signed to play with the railers this year of ended up in in different spots in the ECHL this season obviously Drew Callens out in Rapid City Connor Doherty who's out in Kansas City who just scored his first goal of the season a couple days ago and then Ross Olson who started in Kansas City now he's in Indy as he's reunited with Nick Pierog and those two are actually uh living together um out in Indy as well so bunch of guys that have still found homes to play hockey this season. And uh, I know a lot of people have been asking around the league um, and just around the hockey circle, but more particular uh, focusing on the ECHL in terms of how next year's rosters are going to take shape for the teams that opted out. And uh, Mizey, I know you can can touch on that a little bit.
3: Yeah, so we had, uh, we actually, I can't get too into it, but I can, uh, tease it a little bit with, uh, the fact that we've been pushing, uh, hard to, uh, really make sure that we are able to retain player rights. And that was one of the things that, um, we've been lobbying for is all the teams, half the league is, is voluntarily suspended. So we wanted to make sure that, uh, there wasn't a disadvantage for the teams that didn't play this year. And, uh, We've been going back and forth. The league has with uh, the PHPA, and I feel like we're in. A, we agreed to some terms that we feel like the PHPA will agree to, and you know, fingers crossed, uh, they agreed to everything we've come up with and uh, and lobbied for, and and we can uh, see some familiar faces back in Worcester that were signed originally. I mean, Connie uh, put together. A, a really good team on paper. I mean, we all like to believe we have a great team uh, on paper when the season starts. And then, uh, and then when everything gets rolling, uh, the, the proof is on the ice, but um, we really felt like we had uh, a group of guys that were going to buy into Connie's system and, and play what we were going to you know define as railers hockey. So uh We'll at least end the season, it looks like, with the, the group that uh, we had in November on our roster. So uh, I think fans will can take solace in that, that we haven't lost anybody to any of these teams, so anybody that was signed to an ECHL contract. Um, we're hoping this is not uh, completed yet. It hasn't been ratified, but uh, we're hoping that we can, uh, in the coming weeks, we'll, we'll have uh, that solidified. So uh, rest assured that the league is working on it. We're, fighting for it and uh, we're hoping to have some news to share soon and um, but it's looking very very positive that we'll be able to retain rights
0: well definitely a positive light and uh, a step in the right direction and and coach kind for you obviously that has to be um, great news to to hear and find out and and obviously you're gonna have a lot to work with when we head into the off season and you start to assemble a team for next year given the fact that you're gonna have players that you've maybe been recruiting so far uh, from different places. You mentioned you've been watching a lot of college hockey this year, but also those guys that you uh, had originally signed and, and we're going to suit up this year. So it's going to be uh, pretty fun and pretty interesting for you to, to take another crack at it and uh, assemble yet another roster
1: yeah yeah you know like the, um, with mike saying i was i was really hoping the league or i i have been hoping the league would kind of come around to that um i knew nothing was really guaranteed and, and, and still isn't guaranteed but it just makes sense to me it didn't it didn't seem like it would really be fair um that teams that you know that the teams that were playing would would be able to you know set themselves up for success for the next two or three years so um I'm hoping that that it goes that way and then again we'll have tough decisions to make we're going to have some really hard decisions to make when training camp um came about and you know that's a good problem to have that's the problem you know my my assistant coach and I kind of when we were talking last summer that was the plan was to is to you know talk to these guys almost over a you know get a bunch of guys together that would kind of push each other and and it's tough to do with these coasting level in the American league, you can have a kind of an unlimited roster depending on salaries and, and, and what the American league team, you know, what, what they have for a budget. Um, but it's always nice to have some extra guys around to keep people motivated. It's just, it's human nature when you're at your numbers to just let you God down just a little bit. You think you compete and you think you're working hard, but, um, you know, having someone looking over your shoulder that uh, is looking for your ice time is definitely a motivator, and, and you know it's 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 nice to have, and and you need it. You know, just you need it, and not that I'm a guy that likes to sit people at bench people. It's it's, it's um, you know I I always say that the players they they earn their ice time. I don't decide how much ice or how much they play. They do, and. Um, I wasn't gonna really decide who made my team in training camp. The players were gonna decide that and who who showed up. So I'm looking forward to having a full training camp uh, next year, and I'm looking forward to having a group of players that that challenge each other and push each other. and And we're looking for to build the best team, not not have the best individuals and guys that buy in and play as a as a group. You know, guys that play to our identity. Um, you know. Uh, that's, that's the group that's gonna to come together. I think I think playing for each other, uh, like Turk's a great example of it, you know, here, here on the call with us, he's a guy that he plays for teammates and, you know, he'll go harder for the, you know, it, it, it means more coming from your teammates than it does the coach. Even if I say things, it, it, it sure the, co- the players wanna listen and they wanna do the right thing. But when your player is saying, hey man, come on, we got we have to be better. It just means more and when you get that locker room playing for each other i think that's going to be something that uh, we can be very competitive
0: so obviously bridgeport's underway with uh with camp going on and as turks mentioned they finally had their first off day um today and and turks we'll get into this with you in just a moment but obviously the sound Tigers are going to play a 24 game regular season is scheduled this year 12 games against the hartford wolfpack and 12 games against the providence bruins uh that's going to create for some pretty big rivalries on the ice uh, i can see turks licking his chops there he's going to get pretty familiar <laughs> he'll make, with he'll be
3: making the- friends sounds yeah. like rivalry
0: friends for sure but connie that sounds like a lot of fun yeah, Connie, how's that look for you? Obviously, you're you're in touch with Bridgeport uh a good amount and, and have a great relationship with Chris Lamarello down there. Um just kind of talk about uh the, the upcoming season for Bridgeport and, and kind of how, how you may play a role into uh into their season this year.
1: I think I'm you know I'm pretty hands-off actually. It's just it'll be interesting to watch some of the young guys and some of the guys that you know, again, like Chris couldn't tell me who would be sent down to uh, Worcester because you know, again, the players were gonna decide that in Bridgeport's training camp. So they, there are some younger guys in camp. Uh, they, they had some draft picks that signed contracts this past summer that have some, you know, really good offensive numbers and junior and things like that. So it was gonna be interesting to see how detailed they were. You know, obviously, Bridgeport, they're trying to develop. They're trying to win, though, at the same time. So I'm sure Tomer wants to win hockey games and having a guy that, you know, is going to cost him games, you know, that might be a good offensive player. But, but you know, maybe weak defensively, I'm sure he's going to want to send that guy to Worcester and have me, me fix those problems. So I'm excited to kind of watch the group put some, put some, a name, you know, a face with a name or basically a game you know with the name and and see what these guys are all about and uh and see kind of what you know what they're lacking what they're good at and see you know basically how I might be able to help them down the road
0: so turks let's get get to uh making friends this year potentially on, on other teams uh something that's not necessarily out of the ordinary for you to play a team that many times last year if if all went uh planned uh the railers would have played main 18 times I think we ended up playing them about 12 times and and you got into your fair share of uh of scuffles with them but uh just kind of touch on what that dynamics gonna be like from a player' standpoint of night in and night out seeing the same guys on the ice over and over again
2: see like I just feel like as soon as there's gonna be the first bad thing that's going to happen, that's when the rivalry is going to start. And I don't think it's going to finish, you know, because usually like rivalry ends ends up when like you played that team, I don't know, three or four times, then you go on the road, you play some other teams, then you come back, you're on a good stretch. And it's like maybe all forgotten. But like when you're playing the same team all year, you're never going to forget anything like there's just no way, you know, so I think it's gonna start like this, and it's just gonna build up and keep adding up, and that's that's the way I see it, you know. Especially if especially if I'm in the lineup, you know, I don't think I don't think we're I'm gonna make a lot of friends this year on the both Hartford and <laughs> Providence.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, once that one bad thing happens, it's all just gonna kind of go up and up and up. How many games are we talking that that bad thing could happen? how many games
2: I was thinking more of how many how many periods
0: <laughs>
2: periods <Like one>, <laughs> no, man I'm, I'm just kidding honestly we'll see we'll see but uh yeah i'm i'm just excited it's going to be a lot of fun how many guys
1: are in training camp how many guys uh we're, how many uh, forwards how many d
2: we're 18 forwards right now
1: okay. uh
2: no we're 17 forwards 17 forwards and i think we're 9d uh, all right yeah, so most of the time we're uh, we're practicing two groups, but we're only we're also doing uh, one group at a time. So it, it really depends on uh, on the day. Like tomorrow, we're going one group,
3: one practice group. Now, now rumor has it that uh, Corny's playing some uh, some offense. How's he looking? He was on my line yesterday.
2: <laughs> heavy line He's fine enough to get you the rock. Uh, heavy Say line. Rock. <laughs> it was. Um, it was fun though. Obviously like playing a scrimmage is not like playing a game for us, you know. We're uh, we're still super respectful with our teammates and they know it. Like they know that I'm not the same Turks in a the
0: scrimmage then I can be in a game. No. <laughs>
3: totally different.
0: Turks, what was it like uh kind of t- talk about your your progression leading up to training camp with with everything going on and the ahl pushing back the start date and all that uncertainty what did it look like for you on and off the ice in terms of making sure you had your legs under you when you arrived at training camp and and obviously that progression that led up to when you reported
2: i um i first started preparing for the september 4th Um uh, well beginning of step september so my my workout from there didn't change from the other years you know like i I was in the best show of my life by like maybe August, August, late late August, and then when in the, it, uh, when it changed back to December 4th, I, uh, I got into uh, crossfit with the, one of my buddies just to stay in good shape and stay fit and read, ready hockey wise, but also for fitness in general without being like overtired. I even uh, participated to two crossFit competition back home. Two virtual crossfit competition. One I finished fourth. So that that was pretty good. That was a good in, uh indicator for me. Fourth? Fourth. <laughs> That's not bad. First time. So
3: it's that a was a
2: lot of fun. Then um I uh I started getting uh ready for uh the start of the season, like actually game ready maybe by uh late november early december started getting more ice obviously with the with the covid situation in quebec it's a little hard there's actually uh, the the whole city is in complete lockdown right now uh there's a curfew past 8 p.m you can't go out uh the police are hanging out on the street too so you you literally cannot get go out after uh, 8 p.m also if you want to rent ice you got to rent the the ice by yourself so that's, that's pretty expensive too. like most most of the guys they don't want to pay 120 bucks for one hour by yourself on the ice. So it was hard finding some ice but uh, by December the, the, the COVID situation wasn't that bad in Quebec. I could still rent a lot. I could still uh, rent ice time with uh, my friend and I got to skate I got to skate maybe three or four times a week so that was obviously really good for me. And uh, by the time I left early January, I was uh, I was set to go, and everything happened really quick. Uh, one time we had a Zoom call, and uh, nobody expected, and they just they just said, "All right, be ready to leave by the end of this week. You gotta get in Bridgeport real quick."
0: Now let me ask you, what uh, you're you're in the hotel, right? Yep. Yeah. What's did, did, how much stuff did you bring? Did you bring just like one suitcase? Or what what I what brought kind of, I brought every I brought everything. So you got everything. I got I got from my clothes <laughs> to my DJ setup everything. do <laughs> so you load you loaded up the car and just oh yeah, to, for it was stuff. packed. Are those my your seat, DJ packed. headphones? Yeah, they are. <laughs> I can hear everything. Oh, that's great, but. but uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Connie, I want to ask you about um, obviously the players that we would have seen with the Railers this year that have found homes elsewhere in the ECHL this, this season and kind of, it kind of has to feel, uh, has to be a good feeling to see those guys land on their feet and, and guys that were really deserving so, uh, especially guys like Ross Olsen, Drew Callen and Connor Doherty who have uh, been able to, to play pretty well uh, with their respective teams so far. How's, how's it been to to track their progression throughout the season?
1: It's been, it's, it's been good. To, it's been fun to watch. I mean, obviously, um, you know, when when different teams have called about different players and I give obviously given everyone my honest opinion, um, I'm selling the guys because I want them to find Jobs. I want them to earn paychecks. It's it's tough though, knowing that you know here I am. I'm I'm gonna rave about you know Oli because I think of him that way. But at the same time, man, we're gonna end up losing him potentially. So, um, it's. I hope not. Yeah, that's you know that's that was hope you know that was the goal from the beginning. Hopefully we weren't, but at the time, like you're kind of not sure, and um, you know, but but obviously had to try to helped them find jobs because that's the most important all these guys I feel so bad for the players that the season ended early they're expecting a couple more paychecks the season you know started really late if if it even started at all um some of these guys you know pay their bills it's um so you know, I'm glad as many guys I wish everybody found a job unfortunately there's some really good players like the league is so good right now there's so many great players that that are out there looking for work. Um, you know, I've, I was talking to guys that, you know, they're in American League camps right now that we're going to sign. Um, so, you know, that that that's a good sign for us. But, you know, like Brent Poden, he's up in New Hampshire. I spoke to him two days ago. He's up in New Hampshire. He doesn't have a job. And, you know, I thought the, the week he skated with us in practice and the game, the one game he played, I thought he'd find a job. I can't believe he he doesn't have one um you know if you look at his body of work like i watch tape like <clears throat> some i think some coaches just want look at the numbers they just grab the person's elite prospects or you know hockey db and they look at their numbers but i actually i get on instat that's a program we have i can watch games and watch how they play and, and see how many plays are involved in and he's a guy that's involved in a lot of plays i think he should be playing like Miles McGurdy, another guy like there's a lot of great players that are am playing that you know, I feel bad for. But hopefully with the American League starting, I think it, things are gonna shake out a little bit more and and hopefully we can get some more of these guys some jobs. But but to watch Nick Garrod score overtime winning goals and Ole and Callum score goals, it's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. At least, you know, this it gives me um it gives me something to watch the games, you know, it, it gives me motivation to watch the games.
3: And, and Cam, I know you know, but a lot of our fans don't know, like uh, Cuddy's been working with our guys all the way through from we had guys living at the edge at the player uh, apartments and skating at the, at the ice center. And uh, we had a group that included some former players, some players from other teams, some guys that were signed that were new um, that were living in the area, uh, you know, that came in. We had you know, Polson, Ole, Cal, Jordan Smotherman, uh, Dots, I mean, you name it, we we had some really great skates, uh, and these guys were working hard, and kind of touching on what Turks was saying, these guys trained for uh, a a December start, because if you remember, we had pushed the start back to December 4th at the earliest, so they were really keying in on getting uh, peak fitness at the start of December, and then uh, as it got pushed back, and the reality of a season, be, the season being canceled, came into into view. Uh, it was nice for them to have that as a uh, as a sense of as a place to where they had some some normalcy in their life, and uh, and were still able to work on their craft. I mean, these guys take it really seriously, and uh, Bodwin's a perfect example of a guy that he didn't get enough time. You know, he he spent four years at Brown, and and uh, you know made a name for himself there at that level, but he was really just proving himself. I know he scored in his first game and uh, for us and and was starting to prove himself, but to Connie's point, you know, looking at his stat numbers and uh, you know, the amount that he touches the puck in a game and the plays positive plays that he makes during a game, those aren't going to be seen necessarily by the teams that are picking up and cherry picking players right now. So a guy like that, you know, misses out. So this is a, uh, kind of a unique year. And and I'm actually curious to see, you know, as we go into next year, what happens to guys that are, you know, wrapping up AHL contracts that don't get a lot of playing time this year? And what happens? Do they get re-signed? Or is it the prospects that are coming of age and coming out of juniors? And uh, Turks, is that something that, uh, you know, you guys are talking about there as players?
2: You know, uh, we try not to talk about Contracts and what are what's gonna happen next year and all that. Obviously, that's that's a stressful thing. Like every year, when when it's time to re-sign, like you're thinking about it the whole year. You know, are they gonna re-sign me next year? Are they gonna sign some younger guys or they're gonna find someone else? So every year, even without COVID, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same situation with with everybody. You know, that's that's what we signed up for as hockey player. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like a daily nine to five job that you know that you're going to get it next year. Most of the time, it's, uh, it's more stressful. Obviously it's a, it's a business and every year there's a lot of good players coming and, uh, wait one sec. You hear me? Yeah. 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 And every year there's just new players coming and there's prospects that are going to turn pro. So it's just, just, that's just the way it is, you know, just gotta stick it there and uh obviously just
1: just find find a job every year. It's funny, the colleges are um, I don't know if everyone knows this, but the colleges, the way the they're gonna all the players get another extra year. So right. you know, the seniors yeah. it, it, you know, if you're a senior, you you're gonna be able to go back and maybe take grad classes or something like that, that you, they're they're all getting another year extended. You know freshmen to seniors so some of those guys might not come out some might stay around um it'll be interesting to see who's available and who, who you know um who might stick around in class next year no and that's like, caused
3: well, like Oli,
1: like like yeah. credit, yeah. like uh you brought up and, and cam you did earlier, and i should have meant you started it that way but like drew callan and only man they worked their butt off last summer They were skating and hanging with me once a week and they were skating up in worcester when things were getting closer when we thought we were going to be starting and like you talk about two guys that worked at their craft um you know they they were working and trying to get better they weren't just out there doing reps they weren't out there just spinning their wheels they were on the ice they were working to to improve and they and they really had i was excited to coach them um and and continue watching them grow because you know the way we play as a five-man group and what i was trying to get going in worcester i think those guys um would have really excelled and like seeing their numbers now like drew's numbers like they don't look really impressive but i think you know if he was in here worcester playing our system playing with the group of guys that we had i think those numbers would kind of be through the roof yeah Uh, it's interesting you know you when I kind of took over last year, we had, um, yeah, we kind of had what we had, and and I don't think we had, um, you know, it, it was just unfortunate, right? Like with Jamie, he lost guys at end of the year with injuries and retirements, and we lost some guys that were point point of game guys, or you know, you guys lost games guys, guys that were point of game guys. But that being said, I I, I um, we didn't score enough, but there were guys that. We had some hat tricks, we had some different, you know, shorthanded goals. There was, I think our power play going forward is gonna be something that's gonna be much improved. And um, I'm really looking forward to being an offensive team, a team that puts up a lot of points and puts up a lot of numbers. I'm looking, I just can't wait to get going. I think the the things that we're teaching with the guys, like I got like Oli and Cal watching them improve this summer um, and take so many such big steps, it's, it, it just reassures me that I think we're doing the right things and, and I'm looking forward to doing it with more guys.
0: Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground and uh, I've, I've gotten all my questions out there. So I want to, want to open it up to the floor and uh, see if anyone has, has any questions for, for any of us on here.
4: Maisie, I guess, how's the kind of the pandemic affecting things from the front office all the way through the, team like trying to anticipate getting on the ice again with things so
3: much still up in the air well good question uh you know it's hard everybody asks every day to say hey how you guys doing and uh i'm gonna be honest with you um i've always been a half glass full kind of guy and so anybody's ever asked me how you doing i would say hey things are great whatever and uh just try to spin things positive I'll be honest with you uh, in in my professional life this has been um one of the tougher times not playing hockey uh ending the season early uh having to furlough a lot of our staff having uh some of that staff find other jobs elsewhere uh it's it's not easy you know and uh it's 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 something that we it's a reality we're dealing with and uh we're doing I think you know, the best we can. I mean, uh, Connor and Jackie and Steph and, and Cunny and I mean, that's it. You're, that's the staff right now. Cam's been furloughed and he's been unbelievable um, with his, uh, and Gush too, with their ability to uh, sort of stay in touch and, and bring them back on a part-time basis when we can and, um, and keep them attached to the team. They're very much part of our family. Uh, but the reality is we're trying to save this you know business uh as as best we can to make it sustainable and and it's a it's a tough thing and these times are are what they are and it's tough for our industry and talking with our peers and counterparts across the league it's not easy um and some teams are having a tougher time than others and uh we're lucky we have a a corporate community that's uh, remaining supportive and a fan base that's uh, shown a lot of support. Um, from a community outreach standpoint, we haven't changed the thing, we're trying to uh, stay as visible and engaged as we possibly can. Uh, we've launched three new initiatives uh, this this past week just to you know get the word out there that we're still here, we're still giving back, um and we recognize the need in our community and uh and that's a big part of who we are so uh that part of it keeps things a little bit normal it keeps us engaged keeps us active and keeps us uh in view but uh the reality is biochemically i'm um i'm having fits and i'm scratching at night i uh i don't know why there's not games happening and uh so i head over to the ice center and i catch up with connie every monday wednesday and friday to make sure that uh you know we're uh, we're able to see some hockey and hear the pucks hit the glass and and all that stuff, but uh, we're definitely looking forward to you know October, and uh, we feel very confident that uh, and uh, Sandy at the DCU Center, Sandy Dunn, is is kind of reaffirmed that uh, that she feels the same that we feel like things are going to be back online in time for opening night at a regular cadence and we'll get our season underway we've submitted our dates for next year so we're we're back into sort of a normal uh routine from a uh from a season standpoint where we'd be starting renewals and uh corporate outreach and uh scheduling for next year so uh the only thing is we're not playing hockey games so it's uh it's certainly tough it's not the same we're displaced right now not uh not having our offices at the DCU center has been a little odd, um, but like I said, we're making the best out of a bad situation, trying to stay upbeat. Uh, we're here if anybody needs us, if uh, you know, from a, whether it's our members or or players, former players. Uh, some guys have, um, you know, I, I'm in touch I with Z, a lot of our former players. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that, you know, a lot of our former players are are looking for jobs. I talked to Bo Brower today and uh, you know, he's he's out of hockey as of today and um it's gonna be moving on. And um, you know, I talked to Barry Almeida. Uh he happened to be unfortunately he was in I don't know if you guys heard about um AJ Cueto who, who uh was paralyzed two uh two nights ago at um playing a, a high school hockey game, but uh, Barry was on the bench for the opposing team. It was in at his rink, so he was a little shaken up by that. And um, it's uh, it's neat to touch base with some of these guys and see where they're going, but it's also, uh, it's tough hearing some of the stories and and how hard it is to find jobs. I mean, Connie brought up some great names of guys that were skating with us that uh, would would have been playing either in our lineup or somebody else's, and uh, you know when the team, the league cuts in half, it really uh, slims the amount of jobs that are out there and are available. And uh, we're hoping to get some of the guys that um, we we're really high up on back, and I hoping that uh, Bridgeport and the Islanders sign the the guys that we're we asking them to to uh, retain. But the reality is we're going to be we're going to be eighteen months from our last game when we play again and a lot of the prospects they have coming up through their system are going to be guys that we hadn't even had on our radar yet. So, um, you know, fingers crossed, we're able to, you know, put together a roster that includes some familiar faces where you guys can, uh, reconnect, but, um, you know, we're doing our best as a staff, just to keep everything sort of moving forward and and not really miss a beat. Um, but, uh, as Rich knows, I've reached out to him a number of times and we have over the span of the last few months, just, uh, for booster support and, uh, and whether it's the teddy bear toss and the, and the, um, and the toy drive for the friendly house <clears throat> and, uh, different donations that we've been working on. Um, those things remain extremely important to us and, uh, the, the booster club involvement, uh, is extremely important both to us and to the players, and um, so moving forward, we'll be leaning on everybody for, for support and really helping and asking everybody to help out to you know bring a friend, refer, get uh opening night sold out to whatever that capacity is going to be, and uh, and support the guys that are playing in Bridgeport this year. It's going to be tough with no fans, but um, I think Connie and I will be there. We're trying to see if we can sneak Cam in there to do a little a <laughs> little play-by-play uh, play with the radio guy and uh, maybe rich LeBlanc for some photos so uh if that's possible we'll be able to kind of give you a little bit of a uh, snapshot into what they're doing and and uh keep you guys updated
0: yeah i think just to to reiterate what Mizey said i think uh just the overall theme and it it feels like i know we did one of these kind of conversations was talking to jackie before we came on but uh had kind of a similar question and answer with Connie, I think it was back in like March or April. Um, and we're nearing almost a year on on that conversation, but it feels like yesterday. Uh, but I, I think it's the same message that uh, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, I think uh, everyone's excited for hockey to return here in Worcester and, and really looking forward uh, to October. And obviously what, what everyone's, uh, with the team obviously staying involved in the community and and season tickets still on sale I think there's there's still that buzz and that excitement and uh I think it's just going to be that much more special uh when we do take uh take the ice next so anyone else anyone else have any questions comments concerns uh kind of so of course we're seeing some new teams being added to the ECHL league how do you think that that's going to affect our play in this upcoming season hopefully
1: well it's always nice it'd be nice to go up to quebec up in uh, turk's turk's neighborhood um you know but it, i i think it's great because it, it it just means more jobs you know it means more plays will have opportunities to, to play it means another couple coaches trainers broadcasters front office it's just um you know, it's, a, it's just exciting. I think hockey is a great sport. I think we're in a really good, hockey's in a good place. I love the way, I love watching the NHL games and I watch the goals always. Like if I don't, you know, I'm always end up clicking between three different games <laughs> sometimes, but uh, every morning get up and watch all the NHL goals and see how they're scored and to see different things on that. It's just It's just such an exciting time. There's so much skill in the
3: league right now. Um Islanders are up three amazing. nothing right now. What's that? The Islanders are up three nothing on the oh, Cavs right. first period.
1: Yeah. They needed a bounce back the other night yeah. they had that tough one. Yeah, Trotz wasn't happy, Barry. No. But um yeah, I'm looking forward to um I'm looking forward to more teams because you hopefully you don't have to play Maine eighteen
0: times too, right? <laughs> you
1: have to uh, mix it up.
0: awesome anyone else have uh any questions or comments
1: i just wanted to say that um the booster clubs planning a, on a trip to quebec depending on the schedule but that's uh number one priority so people nice. gotta get their passports ready
0: it's gonna be like the bu- it's gonna be like the scene from slap shot when they're on I the bus that. Not absolutely going the love to hear that
4: <laughs> we will, awesome. we'll be booting we people injured. going over the border
2: <laughs> that's awesome I don't I know if they let everybody
4: on the border yeah. in that
3: time. <laughs> Turks, you better warn your countrymen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I plan on hanging out with his dad for a while, so <laughs> he would love it. Oh uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Have some Putin. Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> then we'll head over to Newfoundland and get everybody screeched in. Yeah.
1: There you go.
4: So mysey, I took Jeremy's screen. Is there anything you guys need from us for outreach to the community, from the railer standpoint?
3: You know, Jen, thank you. I I was saying to Rich uh, earlier this week, uh, everybody's been great with the outreach, and we're we're doing a um, we're starting a, a canned food drive initiative that's going to kick off at the start of March, and once that happens, just before then. We're going to need some help from the booster club uh putting together these paper bags from price chopper with the instructions stapled on them so we'll be yep. reaching out sooner than later to uh get you guys involved and um and putting together an assembly line and i know i know chris is getting her fingers ready and staplers <laughs> and uh, all that good yeah, stuff rich, So you, yeah. rich
4: you've got our contact information to keep oh, yeah. us posted when you get the info oh yeah i'll be posting it on
1: Facebook and Twitter, and also emails. So it'll all it'll, be out there. Uh, Mike and I have been um, talking real close and, um, it, you know, he knows I don't have to say anymore, you know, it, your first thought if you need something is, um, you know, reaching out to the boosters. He knows that, especially now with with a short staff, you know, we're still around and there's a lot of people that want to help out. So that's what we're doing.
0: Well, guys, this has been great. Um, I know Turks has to get his beauty rest here coming up. He's got, got, got <laughs> a, got a big, big day ahead. So uh, b- b- before we uh, put a bow on this, any any last questions? Uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Uh, I, I actually did have a question. Um, I'm just kind of wondering, this goes for anyone in the front office. Um, obviously, the pandemic's made a change to the way that you go about your business, but do you think it'll have any sort of lasting change on your perspective, how you run the business, how you maybe take it for granted, perhaps sometimes, things such as that, just going forward, any lasting impact?
3: You know, that's a good it's a good question. I mean, I I actually talking with uh with somebody today just about what the the response we feel like it's gonna be. And uh Connor was with me actually. We were talking about uh I think that people are really ready to get back to normal more than more than we realize. And that uh, I know, Connor, I'll let you speak to this, but uh, you know, the fan reaction and season ticket holder reaction, our members really, uh, really are looking forward to being able to get back to normal. I know we, you know, prior to canceling and and doing a voluntary suspension, we had a really uh, in-depth return to play protocol that we felt was very safe for our fans and provided an environment where they would feel comfortable. And even post pandemic, I think people are gonna be a little more cautious and we're gonna be as a society, a little more aware of you know, where our, our droplets spread. We breathe and, and laugh and yell and all that. So Connor, I don't know, if, I, I know you've had a lot of feedback from different people. Yeah, people, I mean, people
4: are excited to have something come you know, like uh, what I've noticed is that people are, they're just getting sick of what's going on right now. And, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine and, you know, how they're saying by June, there should be outdoor events. And by, uh you know, August, September, indoor events. So I've gotten good feedback. I know a lot of my group leaders that I've spoken to, they're more excited than ever to help us. Uh, You know, obviously the junior railers spot speaking with them today. I mean, they're, they're like, Hey, whatever you need from us. And um, you know, I, talk to rich daryl um you know just for sometimes for some guidance where you know you're now you understand like how important the booster club is too so i definitely you know relied on them just for you know hey like i have an idea here what do you think of that do you think people would like it or hey like i'm nervous about this what do you think and you know obviously with daryl and rich you know just you know the two two type of guys, they can tell you if you, you know, they'll hit you right between the eyes if you need to be nervous or not. And they've been, both been incredible. Just like, no, like you're good. Like keep going. And um, I think that's important. I know for me personally, like, no, I miss it. Like we were talking about games. Like there was nothing better than a, a Saturday night where, you know, I would sell a couple hundred tickets or there, as a team group, you know, we'd sell like 3000 group tickets and you would look out and you'd see a full, full uh, DCU center, like, opening night year one. I mean, that's something that forever, you know, all of us can say that we were part of. So definitely miss that. It's not, you don't have the out, you know, the group tickets and the rush and, you know, you sit at your desk during the season and you're getting work done. Then all of a sudden you're like, Oh crap, it's four o'clock. Like I haven't eaten. I haven't gotten up to go to the bathroom. I haven't done anything, you know? And so we don't have that. Um, and so now it's being a lot more tactical with your time and figuring out, okay, what do I need to do here, here and here? And so definitely for me, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to change once we get back necessarily, just because like I'm in so eager to get back to it. But I definitely think there's some things that we can add on from here, and I do think people are going to be excited. I, I'm not worried about selling group tickets or anything because talking to all my neighbors, they're all sick and tired of their their kids and they want to get out of the house. So, <laughs>
0: guys, this has been uh, this has been great, but uh, unfortunately, I think we're out of time. Um, it was great seeing everyone, great catching up, and I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll do something like this here down the road. So, hope everyone uh, continues to stay safe and, and look forward to, to chatting with everyone very soon.